Hi, it's Karen from See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. We're the podcast for parents with young children, and we know that life with kids is messy, but we're here to celebrate those messes, from spilled milk to emotions spilling out of little volcanoes. And you know what? We really believe in you. You got this, and you're not alone. I just want you to know a little something about your host. Karen Deerwester is an educator, author, and all-in cheerleader for kids being kids. Karen has been a corporate spokesperson as well as a reasonable and reliable voice for kids and parents in print and on TV on NBC, MSNBC, NPR, Parents Magazine, and many more. Best of all, Karen leads the parent-child classes right here at Benetar Congregation of Boca Raton, Florida. Get ready for some fun, a ton of encouragement, and maybe a little inspiration. Today's podcast is part two on body image. The first body image conversation spoke a lot about the new cultural effect on boys' self-image. All those comparisons and unspoken messages underlying those less than thoughtful comments that people make about bodies, activity levels, physical expectations, and individuality. I have three moms at the square table with me who have lots more to say about raising children who will be resilient in the face of cultural judgments and misguided ideals. With me today is Jody Geller, Nicole Rosen, and B. Jacobs. My first question for each of them is, what do you want your daughters to know, feel, and believe about their bodies? And also tell us your daughter's ages so we have a perspective on where you are in this conversation. So I'm going to put B on the spot first because you have the youngest. Okay. Um, so hi, B. Hi. Um, my daughter is 20 months, and um, I want her to know that her body is perfect and beautiful just the way that it is. She is meant to be however she is built, and however big and tall and beautiful she becomes, that is what is meant to be, and it's perfect just like that. Yeah. So. And she probably will be tall. She's de- she already is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so my next question will be, how are you already seeing reflected messages back for her? But that'll come back to that. So, Nicole? Okay. What Hi. Would you like? um, my daughter is six. And kind of the same thing that you said, that um, she's beautiful no matter what. Um, I want her to be confident about herself and that she should embrace whatever she is and not let outside things be a force. Yeah. And, of course... The ideal, it sounds so easy, mm-hmm. as if we could just hand that to them on a platter. But it's so, it gets so complicated, I think, in terms of how children hear, process, and experience our messages, our dreams, and our hopes for them. So, Jody. So, um, my daughter, Isla, is five. And I kind of like, I don't want to say... St- studied but I read about this before she was born so I like before she was no born. totally no but this is <laughs> like, knowing that she'd be a girl no about, no was, not even not I gender mean, specific not gender specific just the topic of like rearing children has always been an interest of mine so I try my very best to never comment on the aesthetic of her body and I really yeah. focus on that her muscles are strong and her legs are long and they can walk and run and skip. And I really, really, I mean, thank goodness I am doing that because she's getting her cues elsewhere and is take, loves to look in the mirror and all that good stuff. But yeah. I really do focus on the function of her body rather than the aesthetic. Great. And that's kind of like why I was like, I've got to get in here. Okay, and so talk now about I'm going to walk 
this conversation backwards to be because with the oldest girls, when did you see um, how was that a message that was always easy to engage in, or was there a point where it was like I mean we, I mean I do believe that toddler girls are fierce and strong and powerful okay. as boys. They you know in that same way I mean in the DNA is that you know when I'm doing something I love to do mm-hmm. physically and, and in every possible way. I know in my I know from the inside out that this feels good and is right for me. Right. And then of course, um, there is a I mean I have some ideas of when children start to know that people are watching them and see and that there's this oh like well you know that first time when you laugh at a child and they're like excuse me like did you just laugh you know like did you just cutify me right um so even something that's that innocuous which is i am loving this experience but you know i can get that experience with 16 month olds well they'll be like excuse you know they'll give you that look like how dare you so what what have you seen in terms of ages and stages in that self-image self-awareness well it's hard to really separate like body image from just overall and we shouldn't and And we shouldn't no yeah and like their face and their hair and their bow and their dress and their color and their everything and like I'm sure you've read like the whole icebreaker when you meet a little girl is what a pretty dress I love your dress like it's usually about their aesthetic and you know really infants the research from from forever is we approach girls in terms of with a kind of expecting them to be passive and we compliment them on very passive features Mm -hmm. how they look how adorable they are how cute they are and we approach boys with this sort of like with mobility I mean there is um what do you want to be when you grow up but even when they're babies it's like we're more physical right we we engage them in action where girls we tend to be more verbal Right. I guess for me because I'm I, I'm in Go a ahead, fitness company everybody. like I, that, all of that doesn't not is not for me and it's not in my classes and it's not the way I raise my child like from the get-go I mean I, I hear everything and certainly just like Jody said I always focused on you know how strong her legs are and that you know she's an amazing dancer but in a, in a physical sense about how strong her body is not about the beauty but I just think in this world with social media and all these things our children are definitely exposed to more than we did but I in my family it's all about looking at yourself and knowing that you are amazing inside and out and not to feel that being complimented on your outfit is going to define who you are but in dance and in fitness and exercise it's just about being confident you're not the best at this or the best at that it's just embracing who you are and again not letting that outside stuff get to you so I'm sorry well I was saying is that usually a straight like if it's a stranger or a teacher or a not not a teacher teacher is not a good example but someone's meeting for (laughs) a relative absolutely a relative but when they're meeting a child for the first time the icebreaker is like I love your dress what a cute not even like doesn't even have to be feminine like what a cute I like your bow it's just like the icebreaker and it's always about Appearance. Right. I mean, but did did you see around three years of age? Did you start to see a sort of um, this child looks like this? I looked, you know, where where they are actually comparing 
um, I really short think hair, that's long parental hair. again. Like, I, I feel like, no, I don't see that with, you know, Eden. But, again, being a dance teacher, these kids come in with their crop tops and their short shorts, and they say words like, oh, does this look sexy? And I think to myself, you're six years old. Like, who is not reinforcing this at home? Like, why do you even know that word? Like, we've never used, you know, big, skinny, fat. None of those words are even in our home. I mean, if we talk about it, my husband, we spell it. I, I mean, it's just, it's not in our daughter's repertoire. Even sometimes people will say, like, even Peppa Pig, a television show, something about daddy's big tummy or being fat. Yes, yes, and we don't, yes. she'll ask me, and I'm like, yep. oh, you know, it's just he's really full. You know, he ate a lot of food today. And as you know, sometimes how oh, your belly hurts. I really try to just not spin it in a different way so that she isn't, you know, worried about herself. Okay. B, is she protected in innocence so far? So far, um, I mean, I'm guilty of telling her every day how, I mean, I always tell her every day how smart and beautiful she is. Um, and that's a funny word, because beautiful, you all said you wanted your, your, your children to know they're beautiful as they are, and beautiful is that loaded word, which is, is it just your soul? beautiful, right, right, beautiful inside soul, and out, and right, it inside and out, right. versus is it a cultural stereotype? And I forget what I was going to oh, say. Oh, sorry. Um, you tell her every day she's beautiful and smart. Beautiful and smart because she is and she's perfect. Um, but, um, you know, I, I get a lot of, you know, I mean, I'm guilty of, you know, telling someone, oh, you look so pretty. What a pretty dress. But, you know, what I'm noticing with my daughter, she's very tall. And one of the first things everyone says, oh, wow, she's really tall. Sometimes they say it with a very positive tone, right, right. sometimes with a very negative tone. And I don't think my daughter is old enough yet to see the facial features, right, right. which sometimes really hit it, strike a nerve with me. Right. So I think, you know, I think people need to... You know, I don't think people are aware of what they may okay, say. Okay, is tall, a cr- is it something you want mentioned? I mean, I'm mean, i okay personally. with it. To me, it's great. If I think it's, it's said, a wonderful thing. If it's thing. said with, but I, I, it's, without baggage. And it's some people think it's, I mean, I can just tell by the way they say it, wow, she's really tall. Or, you know, with, you know, like I said, facial expressions and, and comments that follow thereafter, I don't want her to hear because it's going to give her a complex. And if anything, I think she should be very proud and Stand confident. Tall. And That's all. Being tall yeah. is yeah. great. So... And I, I kind of agree. I have the opposite. My daughter's very little, and she has now at six years old, you know, she came home from school this year and said, Mommy, I was walking in the hallway, and, you know, some of the kids pointed at me and said, Oh, you know, look at her. She looks like a baby. And, again, I tried to spin it. I'm like, Oh, you know, you're a limited edition. You're a little munchkin. Mm-hmm. You know, and, I, again, I don't know that it affected her, you know, insides yet, but enough that she made the comments. And so kids I can say it, those things. Adults are saying these things, and they don't realize the impact that it does happen. I think if the kid's commenting on it, it, it affected them, whether mm-hmm. it was a good Absolutely. effect or a bad effect. If they're saying, why are they telling me that I'm like I'm a baby, I'm small, right. you know. Well, the question is whether it's a cognitive, I'm different in some way, and what does that mean, and what am I supposed to think and feel about that, versus that sort of, there is a sense where I think that, I mean, kids are going to say all kinds of things that all they things. don't know are are hurtful. But that's where the parental aspect comes in because I'm saying like she said that it obviously affected her but I spun it in a different way for her to not have a complex. I mean she is little but 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 enough. If you hear it enough it's like repetitive. Any I think self-fulfilling. Right. Right. And I think that even if it's a positive or negative you start to like hear it over and And over and and you feel it. So what it comes down to is now you can make it a reflective moment where you can say 
hmm, so how does it feel to be shorter than the other children? And, is, you know, and, and, how, and what do you think the tallest person feels? And where you, or, or does that feel good or doesn't it feel good? Where you really right. give them an opportunity to... Well, I always try to say when I... Because I always hear that, and I'm like, yeah, isn't that wonderful? Mm-hmm. She's going to be so tall. Because that's, that's the last thing I want her to hear, not, wow, she's really tall and see a face. I want her to hear how great it's going to be and that she should be proud of however tall she is. Today. But we were talking in the boy podcast that, that it's, you know, that... that large boys struggle with this first it's a disadvantage of like oh you're get and you get that toddler age where it's like you run into people you're very strong and powerful in your body you know and it's and so people are like you know like you feel that you know and you don't want the, and they get that right. i mean there's no question they sense that so it's this it's this idea of a, am i okay the way i am and then it's and then, and then you get the stereotypes like you know so is it, the boys are getting called basketball players or football players right. and the girl and so it's like you know with girls it's like so what do you do like do you do you say but you can be an athlete or i mean no matter what you do you're somehow steering Legally. something that is not maybe their chosen path right um, but isn't that just life i mean life. in general it is we're all it dealing is with life, that in ways but there i feel so strongly that it's like it's not to protect them from the world, but while they're developing to be able to just protect them from uh, everyone else's messed up stuff, you know? Yeah, it's, for sure. It's just, um, I don't know how to explain it, but it, it, right, yeah. it's just a weird time. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, as we're all relatively the same age, I mean, granted, I'm sure these problems arose in different ways, but I just feel that it's so much more prevalent now. I don't remember as a young kid, who I'm a dancer, feeling that way or those types of conversations being discussed at that age. Right. And now, like I said, between social media and models and commercials and sh- you know TV shows, all these things that are being thrown at them, it's just changing. And no matter how amazing parents we can be, it's hard to not to shelter them so much you just have to I, I believe you just have to keep somehow you know maybe it's putting them in a bubble I don't know or, or spinning it a different way and just kind of getting them to really be confident people and to know inside that it doesn't matter what anybody is saying out there as long as you embrace yourself and you're confident in who you are then you know peace out everybody and so where I'll go with it is it's the name of the podcast see me hear me love me mm-hmm. if your child feels like you see them hear them and unconditionally love them wherever they are even when they're in those less than um, easy stages and times whether it's physical or emotional or cognitive or complicated or not complicated and so because I don't think you can protect them and 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 again Jody you know you may have other perspectives on protect wasn't the right word but in the idea of insulating them or creating a creating an appropriate i mean this world is not appropriate for kids for families for women for for a million kinds of people who don't fit the narrow and and i do believe that we've become narrower in terms of what we allow or don't allow in terms of children's behavior in terms of children you know there's it's just there's a lot more homogenous stuff happening Mm -hmm. out there so it the question becomes how do you then create a connection to their own bodies how do you can create confidence you can't give them confidence you can't give them self-esteem i mean praise isn't going to do it the praise clearly undermines everything that you're trying to do because it makes it 
out, it makes it an external mirror. I challenge you about the confidence piece because I feel like it's about setting yourself up, giving your kids an opportunity to do something that they excel at master. and master. And so that because they excel, then that helps to breed their confidence. You know, again, I know I don't want to get like super deep, and we talked right. about this in the past. Like I grew up, my mother was abusive. I was told my whole life I was a piece of CRAP. Oh, that sticks. Right. That sticks. So yeah. I have body issues just from being told those things. So as a mom, I make sure that I do shift those things. Yeah. But I do believe that con- I wasn't a confident person because of my upbringing. And I think that our job as parents is just to, to enforce it in whatever way we can. Okay, I want you both to answer that. And But I do think it's it's the mastery and the research supports. It's, it's, it's praising effort mm-hmm. and process, right. not, not the, just uh, that, like, oh, oh, go yes. for it. Uh, sorry, I, I'll forget it. Um, I might have even mentioned this on the last podcast, but we tried our first after-school activity, gymnastics. She wanted to, I said, I'm not doing anything until she, like, asks for it. I'm not doing this. And she wanted it, and we went, and she liked it, and she liked it, and she liked it, and she liked it. And she did this thing that was, like, hard to do that, like, bothered her hip a little bit when she, like, went around the bar. And she wanted to show me, so I came in, and I laughed, and she was like, Mommy, I did, you know, she, she came over so proud of herself. She goes, do I get a da-da-da for that? And I was like, because we were working on, like, like staying in your room and sleeping, so that was, like, the one, like, external reward thing. And she goes, do I get, like, a sticker or whatever? And I'm like, no. I go, you get to be proud that you just accomplished that. That's what you get. <laughs> and that... <laughs> was, did it fill her up? Was that enough? It it, I had to remind her that it was enough, but, like, <laughs> she was so proud. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. talked about it, and she did it, and, you know, like... She was so happy about it, but I had to. I did have to like remind her that like. Oh, I think that is where the parenting so role is huge yeah. because it is that thing that says. But I want you to. I want you to pay attention to your to that sense of pride. Mm-hmm. I want you to redirect them back to that to, to that joy that's coming mm-hmm. within you, and not you checking with me. Right. If 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 you did it the right way, or you right. or you should be proud of your body. If you're mm-hmm. proud. I'm proud. Right. Like today, um, Isla stayed, we just like played hooky and she stayed home from camp. We had enough. And we were just really like physical and like rough housing today. And I go, and she like pushed like my hands with her foot and her leg. And I'm like, do you, I go, did you feel that muscle? Did you feel how, and then we just were doing like footsies, but like really hard and like pushing back and forth. And when you say like how to connect them to their body, it's literally like talking about the function of the body, you know? And Making it more about, like, what, I mean, there's always been makeup and there's always been fashion. There were girdles and, you know, girdles. corsets and whatever since, like, forever and ever. But, like, before that, like, cavemen, there was just using your body. I'm, just, I, yeah. I'm very into, like, you know, before things got complicated. And there was, there was just the use of your body. And I know, like, we're in this crazy society where that's like barely what it's about anymore but I just try to like focus on and that. I think the cultural piece is that it's trying to say to everyone in the culture you're not enough you're not enough because then you'll mm-hmm. buy more do more but that's again it, goes back I'm sorry go sorry. you go no isn't. why okay. it goes back to confidence <laughs> sorry exactly it does I mean confidence is essential and yeah. confidence goes with competence yeah it surprises because I'm, I'm not at your age yet and it surprises me like the one and two year old three year old parents that I'm around that are kind of teaching and reminding their their kids of of these negative stereotypes. Like 
I've heard other mothers, talk, you know, trying to hide their, you know, daughter's chunky thighs. Oh. I say show it oh. off and be proud of it. Oh, my God. I know please, somebody that, please. you know, I had just bought my daughter, like, a jumper, and it was so cute. She's like, and someone said, oh, she doesn't look cute in those. Her belly's too big. <gasps> One time in life that you can have a big, fat, big, 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 big round belly. <laughs> and that's what and I be, mean. And be proud of it. And my daughter shows, lifts up her shirt oh, and shows yeah. it off. I mean, these things, like, it, it floors me. And then you know what? I had somebody ask me, because she was trying to straighten her daughter's almost three her curly hair and <laughs> she was so frustrated because she was trying to find let your daughter have big wild crazy fruit but there's like that's like parents that obviously have problems like, and it, the fact so that that's what they're spill over and i don't want my daughter to hear this because she's got curly hair she's got a big yes. round belly and she i love her but you're confident you're rocking every like yeah. you, there's a, a confidence in you a confidence in me a confidence in you like clearly hearing that there's yeah. something wrong with that parent that right. would ever make that's deem that important you know yes when we're adults sure do we like to have straight hair I mean, that's an adult thing. Yeah. Like, don't let your child embrace those gorgeous curls. It makes because, me sad that parents yeah. are already just, you know, put I mean, in I will say out loud in every class, you know, it's like, if there's somebody with big thighs, it's like, this is the only time. Like, we should learn from them. That's their body type. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that body type, I, when you, my example is always when you go through the marathon line and you see every body type being successful and it's like, why can't I learn from them that right. I want to stick my belly out? Well, I told you about that in our last podcast, and then Jody, I have a friend, I don't want to mention her name on the thing, but um, she is amazing with her daughter. Like, she literally will, like, in the mirror, like, just genuinely, like, talk about body. I mean, she should have done this. It's like, I love that my boobs hang to my knees, and I love that my, like, I am so, and her mom, and the little girl is like, Mommy, do you think that when I'm older that my thighs are going to touch like yours? And she's like, I hope so. And so she does that and so that her daughter has no understanding that that's even possible. And I think it's amazing. I was going to say something else, but I have to comment on that. I could be that, that mom, that chick that mm-hmm. does that. But I choose to not say anything and to just be naked and be comfortable. Totally. Like, like it's like just. That's an idea. Well, certainly better to not say than yes. to say the other. Than to right. say. No, definitely. Oh, my gosh, right. I no, ate too much or I didn't, do, right. I didn't work it's, out it's and now the, I'm. It's the, I don't want to say compensation, but it's just, again, like the non-focusing is to me the healthiest way to okay. do it. Like, and I'm not, I was like, my mom all the time was on a diet and was fat and like complains about her body and I I don't know how I have lots of other problems but I have had a very good body image like when my friends were all like dieting in seventh and eight and when they were 17 and 18 I was like more cheese more you know like and um I got away with a lot until finally catching up but but I I had a mom who talked about it I just I don't know why I wasn't super affected but I always felt really good um there was no talk about my body. I just, like, I, I feel like the less conversation, the less focus, the better. Yes, if you have someone, if you have a child who comes home and is like, this person said this, you stand that kid in the mirror and, like, say, this is what's so awesome about you and your body and your whatever. But I feel like not focusing on it and not, mm-hmm. like, bringing attention to the unattractive or attractive well, except that that diet word is out there most three-year-old girls are really really familiar with it and that's, that's scary. It's very scary three-year-old yes mm-hmm. that's what the research is showing diet the word diet mommy i need to go on a diet three-year-olds because they yes. hear their parents yes. saying it or yes. people around so them. that's where i want to go next and Aren't you have another comment about words in uh, general like what yes, <laughs> because that's what i want to go to next is 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 how we are mirroring 
whatever, you know, how are, how good are you guys at the diet, the exercise or whatever those concepts mean to you so that you can, you can be giving them an example of being strong, powerful, successful, bright and beautiful women in this world. Um, what's the question, please? How we mirror. Like, so we've got, we've got, um, we've got Nicole's friend who's standing in the mirror and saying, you know, like, I love this about my body. Are you guys, okay, so we know Jody's not going out of her way to. But I'm just, but I am like naked and proud and like. Naked and proud. There you go. We shower together and she's like, what's this? I'm like, oh, well, you know, I don't like, I'm very, um, open about any questions or any, like. Well, so there, that's a, I think that's a key ingredient because to not talk about it but not be open oh. right, would be a oh, whole different child, dynamic. My child knows what a tampon is, has seen, I'm going to just that's tell the world. Right. Like she knows, she hands them to me, she does experiments with they blow up, she puts them <laughs> in dye. And, no, but she like has known about, listen, I was nursing and holding her on the toilet. So she's been with me in the bathroom since like sure. the beginning of time. So she knows how everything works, what happens. I think I had my period for two months without telling my mom and like making yes. making my own sh- makeshift situation. This kid's gonna know, that's you know. She's just but that's but, you're an independent. but I don't talk. I don't like sit down and go here are tampons. Da, 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 da. But, but you see, but you know I, it's just through life. It's just living and being but with that's, me. That's the power of that. Go ahead. Oh, I know. My daughter's. I mean, she's a lot younger, but yeah. like. I'm, like, trying not to comment because she sees me naked all the time. And she's like, belly, belly. And I don't look like I did over two years sure, ago. Sure, of course. And, um, and you know, the tampons and the pads, she's obsessed with them also. Yeah. And, but there's like, nothing wrong with I know, that. there's nothing wrong. And I'm just like, mama's got her period. Yeah, and but so she goes period now all the time when she sees those I things. I call and, it get bleeding. You know, she's like, you know, like, it's it's... It's she's working on it, but it's just like it, and and that's part of body familiarity image. and yeah. comfort comes to your confidence and proper, because then when you get to middle school or whatever age that that people try other peers try to shock or embarrass or or shame in some way. But if you have those tools, gross. then that's not going to happen exactly. when they get there. Exactly, you and know, like I know that world, and I can be just as gross as you can with a tampon. Right, right. And so because right. I could do science with it. Right. right. So that's a, that's a different kind of power. But I feel yeah, like I've been dealing that. with uh, with our daughter. Um, you know, she had some some you know uh, traumatic health thing happen to her last year, and it really shocked her her core, like uh, in a really bad way. And you know, we've gotten her help over the course of this year. But the main thing was that she lost all sense of confidence and trust in, in in the world. And so the reason I'm an advocate of why I keep saying confidence is being so strong is that our goal this year was that, just, you know, getting her to to embrace and feel safe again and build that confidence. And whether it's going, starting a new school or a new camp or going to a recital and standing up in front of people, I've seen that, that shift again in her where she's back to that old way. And the only way it is is for her, I, I use that movie Inside Out, the, the more positive little balls that come, all those negatives go away. So for her, the more confident in things that she does and she feels successful makes her a better 
better person and shine. And none of that other stuff bothers. I've watched all the negatives sort of start shifting away. So I really believe if we can enforce that in all senses, in, in, in activities that they do and things that you see in your home, whatever it is, building confidence so that they go out into the world and know that they can accomplish anything, even if at the end of the day they can't, knowing that they can. It's like whatever you set your mind to, you you can. Like these are all these cliches and things that we've known. We need to instill that in our children. And I think that will help with body image and everything else that comes with it. I don't know. And, and I just, like assholes, I, everyone it's, has it's just a word that's so loaded like that. It helps for me to hear you explain it because because I think it's a deep and powerful word. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So let's go to food. Because all the research also says that with girls, we have a different reaction to, gir- to girls eating because we because a lot of people get anxious. Um, so you have the whole junk food, um, sweet stuff. So I mean, so oh, let, let's, I just, but I, let's talk about how you are selective, how you give them healthy role models, and how you help them have a great relationship to food, their bodies, and movement too. Well, we have a couple factors in my house. I'm a vegetarian. I was a ve- for like philosophical reasons more than health, but health is always like a good little sidebar to it. Um, I wish so badly I was a better um, role model in eating than I am. I wish that I eat more of like what you're supposed to eat when you're a vegetarian, but we don't have junk in our house. I I pasta way too much like I have like the bad real stuff (laughs) and it's all organic right but it's all processed organic stuff I wish I was a better role model but she know like she's getting these chips in camp she goes oh mommy these are these are not good for you they taste so good she knows she knows when it tastes really good that it's like like the the GMO stuff, and there's you know? your and there's your struggle because right. all that junk stuff just changes brain, I brain ha- chemistry with salt and right. sugar. And so. I ha- right, exactly. And I um, I was really restrictive until I, I I knew I had X amount of like months, years, whatever. The ice cream party, even at the end of the year, for mm-hmm. I kept her on the other side of the room. I was really I kept her away from the food that I didn't want her to eat. On her first birthday, she had a cinnamon sprinkled, like, baked apple. I was, like, sad and pathetic. But guess what? Saturday and Sunday, she goes to parties every weekend, and she's having what everyone else is having. But that's her time to have junk. Okay. We don't have it in our house. Um, again, I am, I have, I could totally walk the walk a lot better. I talk yeah. it all day long, but... Um, we don't keep, like, junk in the house. And then, for me, the other question is, it's not just the what. Because, I mean, of course, what you're having, what, you ha- what you're what And I call it healthy but, food. But the other thing is the emotions <laughs> attached to it. And when you start attaching emotions oh, to food, oh, that's also now you got a whole other dynamic. So how about you guys? Do you feel that, that, that there's connections um, between food and bodies? Not so. I don't think so much in our home. I mean, you know, weirdly, I feel like what I ate when I was pregnant, Eden naturally wanted to eat when she was born, you know, and I do eat relatively healthy. Kind of like Jody, we don't have a lot of junk in our house. I find that she gets that mostly when she does go out, you know, into friends' houses and things like that. Um, but I'm kind of going back from the fitness, you know, in moderation, like anything is okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if Eden asks for something, you know, we'll give her a dessert, but she knows like it's one dove bar. You're like, so I also think, you know, kids are self 
self-regulating. I don't know when that changes. I, again, I'm too busy with other things that I don't do all this research. But I find that with Eden, she, you know, it doesn't overindulge. You know, she really is the kid that will, you know, but I feel like we've trained her. You know, it's only one dessert tonight or whatever it is. But my husband on the extreme grew up in a home where there was like kosher and there were no sugar cereals in the home. And like there was a sugar dessert night or something like that, which to me, like anything, if you're going to take it away from me, I'm going to want it that much more. So he would go to his friend's house and like hoard all their food. That was me. So <laughs> I feel like, so we, ha- like when we were getting ready to have a child, like I talk, I'm like, listen, like I don't want to deprive her. Let her choose that she wants it. Some nights we'll have dessert. Some nights if she, if she doesn't want it. But again, in moderation, I just don't like, we don't walk into our home and see all this stuff. It's always, let's have a fruit and a vegetable. And when you're done with all that, you know, if you're still hungry, then yes, you can have a dessert, but it's one thing, one Hershey kiss, one Dove bar. And I think the two words you put together are trust and self-regulation. Mm-hmm. If you trust that Mine to doesn't. make good decisions, then then they often come up with that self-regulation. And ironically, when she does overindulge, like today in camp, like I saw her counselor, she's like, oh, yeah, you didn't ask me to like rub her tummy today because they did like <laughs> chef cooking or whatever, and she ate too much cookie dough. And I was like, cookie dough? Like, who gave her that? But I'm like, you know what? But she got a bellyache. And so I'm sure she will have learned her own personal lesson that maybe overindulgence in that sense, we sometimes don't feel good. Yeah. So... Um, I grew up in a family where everybody hated their body. Everybody had an issue with eating. You know, the diets and the surgery, I've known them all since I was very young. And it was just like this obsessive thing that's all anybody talked about when they when, when we got together. And as a kid, I remember thinking, this is friggin' nuts. Like, How old I, were you when you had that thought? A young child. I mean, as far back as I can remember. Like I, And as I got older, I didn't want to go. I hope that nobody's listening to this, but... <laughs> I didn't want to sit around and have a big cry fest with all the women in my family about how fat they were and how much they hated their bodies, you know. And I don't want my daughter around that. And I don't want her to feel guilty because she's eating ice cream. Right. I don't want her to think, like, bread is bad. You know, you can have a piece of bread. Don't eat five loaves of bread, you right. know. So I try to keep things relatively healthy in the house. Yeah. You know, she loves ice cream. There is ice cream. Um, you know, she can have, I, you know, if she can have the junk when she's out, I take her out for, you know, we go out for ice cream a lot. Like, I try to make a big deal about go have an ice cream cone. But, um, I mean, so it all in moderation because I just don't want her to, you know, see and listen to other people. That's my fear. She's going to hear people talking about, you know, like, you know, oh, like, you know, carbs are bad. You know, ice cream is bad. Like, you know, and I just don't want her to think, well, you know, I have, you know, I eat that or I look like this and develop a complex. And I think I'm trying to be proactive, but hopefully not too much. I was just, I don't even ever, when I, when it comes to my daughter, ever think of carbs where I'm like, what's a healthy fat? How can I get some healthy fat into her? But I never, ever go like this is like, it's never about what she's going to end up like looking like. It's only about like heart health. And as I was joking about like type two diabetes by the end of the summer, like I'm, it's, it's more about like having a healthy lifestyle and not about like that's what she doesn't is she's, all about. she has she has what is stereotypically like a, a good like bmi or whatever like she eats terribly and it like looks fine so i i'm i guess i'm blessed in that regard that i don't ever think like that but um i don't know just, i think what's but, really interesting oh. about tonight is that the three of you are so in so you wanted to have this podcast conversation because you get it and you know the messages that you're trying to create. And so the biggest struggle is how do I deflect 
and re and and reframe mm-hmm. the stuff that's coming in coming yeah. in from Jody outside. said something and, and it's literally the mission of Misfit you know incorporated my company is that you know our goal is to foster healthy habits at an early lifestyle at an early age so that they have a healthy lifestyle so if we can you know implement these things from the time our kids are young it just becomes innately part of their life habits. they're not going to be struggling at 16 17 on diets and all that stuff if they're if they're learned at this age whether it's movement that they're using athletics you know nurturing foods and of course even the friends that you choose I mean you know everybody kind of naturally you know attaches to people that they have commonalities with you know I don't think anyone's hanging out with people that are you know shoving Oreos in their face every waking moment and if that's the choice then you know so be it so I just hope that it's more you know the people that you're around good people you know creating that confidence and instilling healthy habits okay, like so day one. those Oreo people are good people so. yeah of course <laughs> I'm, I'm an Oreo lover okay. I'm just saying like it's I'm you know she's a hell we're, we're friends like I've, I believe in a lot of the same things. Other people don't, but you have a tendency to, you know, be around those people, and and that's what you know again helps to foster some of those habits for your kids. So let's go to the wrap up. So with all of the pressures and the mixed messages and the sometimes the rudeness and insensitivity, how have you got this? How do you know that you have a handle on um, helping your daughters grow into girls who? feel strong, confident, love their bodies, and, are, and you're ready to take this on from now into, let's say, the teenage years. I think you just need to constantly remind them that, you know, they're perfect just the way they are. And, you know, if you have chunky thighs, those chunky thighs are beautiful and fantastic. And, you know, it's okay to have, you know, ice cream for dessert. Don't feel bad about it, you know. Enjoy it. Don't eat five gallons of it, but, you know, an ice cream cone is okay. I think it's about nourishing the soul. When we talk about nourishing, health, whatever, it's the soul. It's inside. Everything comes from within. So again, I've said it sixteen times. If you if you build confidence and your your children are around loving homes and you know they know that it's safe to have a donut here and there, or whatever. It's just diet. All those words are not put in their world. I I, I think they'll rise above it if, if it's just not something that they're exposed to all the time and they focus on being good, nourished souls. I don't know. I don't I don't even have like a sentence or two or three to say how I've got this. I just feel like I do. I feel like um, I don't do. There's a lot that I don't feel like I have. So I'm not saying like, oh, I have it. But I just feel like it just I've been like honest and open since birth, like uh, from watching the birth video to leaving her, you know, pushing on her muscles today. We've just had like a connection with our bodies and just got it. (laughs) Thank you all very, very, very much. Thank you. you. So that's the mess for today. We appreciate you listening to See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. Seeing little people learn and grow. Listening to parents taking a crazy, uncertain journey. Loving the fun and loving the mistakes. You write the rules. You write your story. We just want to be part of the conversation. But in the end, we know you got this. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Oh, 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 wait. We're growing too, so if you had a great time today, please spread the word to a friend. You can also join our conversation on Facebook. That's with Karen Deerwester. And there's great parenting resources for you at www.familytimeinc.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to everyone at B'nai Torah Congregation for this lovely space. Thank you, David Dweck, for that sweet voiceover. And thanks to The Front and The Follow for the song Listen. We are listening. Thanks, everyone. See you next week.